Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Today's floor plan with me, Brian Fonseca. You can follow him at Brian Fonseca NY on Twitter. We are going to recap one of the most fun games I can remember in quite some time, particularly we watched it on playback. And I'm going to ask all of our listeners on Five on the Floor to come check us out on playback. Uh, The game against the New York Knicks, the Heat came out victorious. There was a ton to take from the game. There was intensity. It was a playoff-like atmosphere. Jimmy Butler was heroic towards the end of the game. It was awesome to watch. So we're going to get into all of that. That is the floor plan. Before we do, though, I'm telling you about one of our great sponsors, and that is A Aggressive Insurance. Insurance by Lynette. You see her in the comments of all of our shows. She's a great uh, friend of the program with an insurance broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. She offers auto, homeowners, condo, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service for all clients representing the leading insurance carriers throughout South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No driver is refused. Free phone quote. So you can call, get an estimate. Um, Insurancebylynette.com. That's with two N's and two T's in Lynette. Insurancebylynette.com. A aggressive insurance. That's where you want to go. Check them out. Okay, Brian. Just off the top of the dome. Yes. Biggest takeaway from what was just an unbelievable 127-120 victory for the Miami Heat and what has become a hotly uh tight contested playoff race in this five, six, seven area now that the Heat. Uh, get this game. Major takeaway. Give it to me. Jimmy Butler was sunning these motherfuckers. <laughs> Ethan's going to want to have that bleeped out, and it's not going to happen, but we'll let that one slip by. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, but Ethan knows what you get when whenever I make an appearance. Uh, he dropped one it. of those recently, so that it's, it's right. perfect. Uh, this is a night for it, damn it. Yeah, and look, as somebody who covered, as someone who covers a lot of boxing and MMA, I, I can't keep it clean. It is what it is. But yeah, like Jimmy Butler was sunning these dudes, and you know, not to throw like New York slang on it, as somebody from New York who isn't a Nick fan or a Net fan for that matter. God, not a Net fan. But um, you know, Jimmy Butler, thirty-five points, nine assists, and I don't feel like that tells the whole story because I feel like he was talking shit after every single bucket in that game like he was really on one i was saying in playback this was really like april may this is postseason jimmy we're seeing this is around the time where people start calling him jim vp it's that march point of the year right we've seen some of these performances lately having to put the team on his back you don't want him to do it uh, all the time, but for a game like this, I feel like it's important with Dwayne Wade in the building, with Michael Irvin in the building, you know what I mean? And uh, Pat Riley, uh, Ethan said on playback, like this is as it looks like it looked like Pat Riley enjoyed himself tonight more than any other game this season. 
Uh, that's from Ethan in playback. So I think that's very indicative and worthy of uh, mention. But yeah, my main takeaway was just Jimmy Butler really going at it with the Knicks, with whomever, talking shit to Dwayne Wade the entire game. I feel like Dwayne Wade probably said something pregame. Maybe we'll learn about that. We have obviously guys at the game, Ethan, Alex, Mateo, about like what, what was going on there. Like maybe he was challenged or whatever the case may be and evidently, you know, aced it. Um, And also like, Jimmy Butler and Julius Randle going back and forth toward the end of the game. I think Jimmy Butler said, you can't guard me. I feel like he said that. I'm not sure. But look, I thought Jimmy Butler's, uh, I thought Julius Randle, rather, his last game that he had the 40-something burger against the Heat, I just felt like it was bullshit. And I wrote that in my Action Network preview. As much as I I, I appreciate what Julius Randle's done this season, There, there's no player in the NBA has made me say no fucking way more than Julius Randle this season just because of the shots he's hitting I didn't yeah. feel like he could replicate that again I banged his under which is 26 and a half over under uh he had 15 and it looked a lot worse so I think that he'd have the ability to do that and I think Jimmy Butler has the ability to do that huge win arguably uh biggest win of the season so far yeah I, I'm with you on all of that I thought that the way that they defended Randall was different um, and just the disposition of the team from the jump was different. And I don't know how that switch gets flipped. It's super weird. I don't know if the Knicks and the way that that last game happened, um, if that had something to do with it. We heard uh, before um, the game, you know, slightly before the game, word was, you know, starting to travel around the arena that essentially this was a playoff warm up game and the Heat were going to treat it as such. Mm-hmm. We heard very early on that Caleb Martin and Haywood Highsmith would round out the rotation and that was going to be essentially this is, was the, the playoff preview. Um, and I think another informative point is that Tyler Hero had a big fourth quarter and I think that this continues to be something that we see from him. Um, People want to say he's not clutch, but all the data points suggest that he is. I'm not saying that there aren't other areas where um, on defense that we can talk about. And I don't, we don't need to go into a disposition about Tyler hero right now, but I think in this game specifically, Brian, uh, to see him and Gabe also play well, to see some guard play, be competent. That's going to be huge for this team. Max also Kyle, um, what was your impression of just the guards across the board? Because we haven't seen very many games where we walk away and we're like, damn, all the guards look good. And I think like this was pretty much one of those games. Did any guard not look good? Um, No, not really. I mean, look, we could go through one by one. Gabe Vincent, and actually before you even do that in totality, right? Uh, Gabe Vincent, Tyler Hero combined to shoot 16 of 25 from the floor. You'll take that every single time. <laughs> yeah. That that translates you to think. that's 64% from the floor. You add in Kyle Lowry's five of nine, Max Struess is four or five. I'm not going to bore everyone with the math in totality, though I could probably do it. Um, but regardless, with Gabe Vincent, he was the first guy I noticed because he he was scoring right away. He got in rhythm. Mm-hmm. He got his looks. He hit his threes, uh, hit a couple of threes, hit three in the game. But I remember a couple of them being early. Um, Tyler Hero, I didn't really notice him until late in the game. And boy, did I notice him in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Yeah. Because he came through with big shots. Like we were talking about on playback in the third quarter. Like he hadn't really like made his presence felt yet. Um, And they were saving him for the fourth quarter, which he played basically the whole entire time. And he got some of his points there. He had a team high in plus minus at one point. If you subscribe to that statistic, very, very imperfect as all data points honestly are. 
but Tyler Hero excelled in the fourth quarter, and that's mainly what you want to see. Um, we won't get into any long-term prospects, as you mentioned, but playing well in the fourth quarter helps. I'll leave it at that. Um, Max Struess hit some big shots late, and he was somebody who looked unafraid. He tried defensively. He wasn't necessarily getting a ton of stops uh, routinely, you know, but he's somebody who did make some shots late. And then Kyle Lowry, I feel like, was a very productive player tonight uh, down the stretch. There were a couple times where, you know, things got shaky with nearly turning the ball over and the Knicks kind of creeping back in. And then if you're the Heat or a Heat fan, and you probably are if you're listening to this, you probably got nervous <laughs> down yeah. the stretch, right? But Kyle Lowry, I feel like, helped sort of navigate through all of that uh, down the stretch. I feel like that's fair to say. Yeah. And I think ultimately he was a net positive. So I thought the guard room, like this, this is what you want. You're not going to get it every night because mathematically, statistically, realistically, it's just not that possible. But you at least want to get it from a couple of guys. And they got positive production from all all four dudes. And you'll take that every time, especially in a, a playoff-like game against a team that you're chasing, quite frankly. Yeah. And a team that I think a lot of people say, you know, the guards and the wings on the other side for the most part, other than Jimmy outclass Miami's and tonight uh, they really stepped up. So uh, there was also some interesting developments of who didn't play. Um, and I think we should maybe look at that for a moment, because I think that that is an interesting part of this. Uh, we'll wrap with final thoughts, look ahead to Brooklyn. Before we do our friends at water cleanup of Florida have just announced open enrollment in their new membership program. This preventative maintenance program will assist the average homeowner to become more aware of all the primary maintenance needs of your home. Plus they have additional members for a hurricane priority list. So um, they have all kinds of different weather, um, like major weather event uh, programs, annual air quality testing services, over 60 years of ex uh, in experience inspecting buildings for damage in South Florida, Water Cleanup of Florida has noticed trends that lead to that lead to development of this unique program where they help their members. Uh, this program can be uh, found on their website at wcufl.com or call Michael anytime on his personal cell if you have any questions. 954-579-0356. Again, that's 954-579-0356 or wcufl.com. This is Water Cleanup of Florida. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. So no depot. 
Uh, looks like he's out of the rotation. No yurt. Mm-hmm. People wanted mm-hmm. yurt. No yurt. Um, and even Highsmith played sparingly. Four minutes. Uh, maybe no Duncan some... Robinson either, for what that's worth. No Duncan. Good call. Um, what do you make of No Depot? Does that surprise you? You think that that could flip at some point? Um, I have a tendency to think it could, but I might just be. Um, has it been that bad that 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 Spo's done? Maybe the question is, has it been good enough? And maybe that's why that's how you get here. And I think that if you're looking at what the guards add, right, you're obviously going to play Kyle Lowry. You're not shelving him. And frankly, like even though he's been maligned for the season, he's had in totality more productive than Victor Oladipo. Um, Tyler Hero is Tyler Hero. Gabe Vincent is uh, your starting guard right now. Kyle Lowry is going to play. And if it becomes a Max Struess versus Victor Oladipo question, which I think it is, you have the capability of Max Struess getting hot from three, even though he hasn't all season. I was looking up some numbers today. He's one of the guys who's like very high in attempts that has like a bad three-point percentage. So by volume, he's been one of the least productive, probably specialists in the league, but that element is still there that he can get hot. And Victor Oladipo is just not showing enough. Like if he's not getting stops on defense regularly, and if he's not hitting enough shots, then it gets very difficult to sort of justify him getting minutes out there. Whereas, you know, with Max Struess, he could at least shoot threes. And I also think this could be matchup dependent, like against the Knicks, a team who's going to try to keep you inside. You want to spread the floor. The Knicks kind of play a similar style to the heat in terms of how they defend. So having a floor spacer like Max Struess theoretically should be more productive than having a Victor Oladipo where he might be better served against the Cavs, for example, Boston or something. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, against the Cavs, because you have Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, Victor Oladipo is somebody you could throw at uh, defensively to guard them. And then offensively, like, he can get around those dudes and get to the rim and potentially throw up a floater or whatever. Um, and you mentioned Boston. We saw what that looked like last year in terms of forcing turnovers for, you know, two guys who as great as they are. They're both sloppy as hell with the ball sometimes and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and not to mention Marcus Smart, who hasn't really been – as good, not nearly as good this year. So I think it could be matchup dependent also. I think Max Struess against the Knicks, it makes sense. Um, I do think that though, like in the rematch, we might see some Oladipo because Jalen Brunson was carving them up a little bit. Yeah. And Oladipo is somebody you could potentially throw on Jalen Brunson. Um, I'm not saying that's going to go tremendously well because Jalen Brunson has been awesome. Awesome this year. But he's somebody you could also throw at. So for me, it's just, it's a one game thing. I don't know if it's indicative of like uh, what to expect in the playoffs, but if the playoffs were today, this is probably what Spo would do. Yeah. Right. This is probably what he would do. There's still time to go. You're right. Um, Yeah. So uh, one thing I want to clarify uh, that I said earlier, because I don't want people to jump uh, on me about it. When I said that the heats uh, guards outclass New York's tonight, if you look statistically, they're pretty equal across the board. In fact, you know, maybe New York's, you know, starting guards, you could argue were better. Um, primarily where I, where I was going with that is I didn't expect when you saw what uh, Emmanuel quickly did the last time he came into Miami, uh, played really well. I think he scored 20 points um, and only had five tonight to see our bench guards kind of match up well there. That was encouraging to me. So that was kind of what I was referencing and I'm clarifying. So I don't have to do it later on. Um, 
you said you smashed the unders on Julius Randle on prize picks. Yep. I hope all of the uh, folks out there smash the overs on all of Jimmy Butler's stats on prize picks. Use the code five to get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Uh, it's really fun right now um, because with college basketball and the NCAA tournament, you can, uh, you know, bet players uh, props for those games, NBA games. You can mix and match them. They do taco Tuesdays where you get discounted pl- props on players. I just won one on a Shea Gillis Alexander points taco prop on taco Tuesday. You got to use the code five though, to get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com or download the app prize picks, use the code five. So now it's BK, BK to the fullest uh, two days from now. And the heater in position somewhat to control their own destiny here. I mean, frankly, they are in a virtual tie, basically like they're literally one tenth of a percentage point behind Brooklyn for the six seed. Um, so they're going to be able to get there if they if if they take care of business and they play New York again. Um, Brian, am I hope trafficking to say that tonight's game should make me feel more confident than any of the wins prior to to tonight? Like, is this one more important? Did it transpire in a way that you think? Um, could translate down the line or is this just a random evening in March and this heat team is going to, uh, you know, go back to being the Jekyll and Hyde team. Cause I feel like that Jimmy I saw is not the kind of Jimmy that you normally see till a certain time. And if he sticks around, that's tough. You think he's going to stick around? I have no, I have no doubts about Jimmy, but the rest of the, we haven't mentioned Bam once on this episode. Um, good call. How could I, I do that? I feel like he could have been better, but he did have some moments. But I also, you know, the Knicks, I was going to say the Knicks, you know, they could be a tough matchup for him, but he also had that 30 point uh, game at the garden yeah. earlier this year. I, I just, you know, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a BAM game. I think it was just more of a, of a Jimmy game and then a guard game because all the guards were hot. So I don't make much of it. Like BAM wasn't bad by any stretch, but you know, I, shit. He's part of the reason Julius Randle was under on price picks. Julius Randle finished with 15 points. Uh, points. A lot of that is Bam Adebayo, who's great defensively. Um, offensively, you know, it wasn't a Bam game, but I don't think that's a big deal. But in, to answer your question, like Jimmy Butler is not the one I'm concerned about. It's just a matter of this team all season long. Just th- they get these type of wins, and then it's like, is this a turning point? And then it's emphatically not. And they need to be able to shake that by beating the Nets. They have a a huge opportunity here because at the time we're recording this, which is right after Heat versus Knicks, the Nets have another home game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's going to be Thursday night, 730. I think a lot of Heat fans are going to be interested in that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of Knicks fans are going to be interested in that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Nets, two nights later, they're going to be in Miami, going to be playing the Heat, and you're going to be playing them for the sixth spot. Essentially, what's going to happen now? Like the sixth spot at the end of the season, not necessarily because you know wins losses after whatever. But you're playing them for that spot on that. And night. It, like these are the games that the Heat need to win. We said that the home stretch of six games was the season. I was saying you want to go four and two, five and one, 
But me and Ethan were also saying this could very easily be two and four if they're not careful. And I believe they went three and three. So it yeah. wasn't catastrophic. Split the difference, yeah. <laughs> and enough happened around them to where they're still in the position they are, where they could avoid the play it all together and even have an outside shot at the five seed because you play that team again. And the Nets, you need them to lose against the Cavs, sure. But mainly you need to beat them on Saturday. Because the Nets afterwards, they have games against like the Magic and Rockets and then, yep. you know, you the Jazz and Timberwolves and Pistons and Magic again. Like they have an easy ass schedule and they're not a very good team right now, but they have such an easy schedule. Whereas you look at the Heat schedule, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world, but you still have to see the Knicks again. You still have to see the Raptors, which on the regardless. Road. Yeah, regardless of the shape that the Raptors are in, this is not a great matchup. And then you and that'll be a back to back on the road. Sorry to interrupt you, but right. that's no, tough. You're right. You're right. Dallas, and then you'll see Philly at some point. You get the Wizards and Magic, but still, not, the, the Heat haven't been a team that gets like gimmies all season long. So really, you need to just take care of business and continue to win games. It's that simple, right? Easier said than done, but you have to win games. Yeah, and then I think that the biggest takeaway, other than obviously the Jimmy just imposing his will on this game and just seeing Dwayne there. It was a, it was a feel good night. So I, I want to walk away from it that from, from, you know, by saying that, but also um, for the heat after all this, like just uh, trudging the road to happy destiny throughout this season um, for them to actually be able to control their own uh, seating to some degree here, as we close the season, I think like this, it's a prime opportunity for them to flip the script on the mentality, the disposition of this group. We'll see if they do it. It could be false alarms. I feel like it's not. I hope it's not, Brian. Yeah. I you mean, something. I, yeah, I just want to add, like, because Ryan Cortez had this tweet. <laughs> Shout out to the homie Ryan, by the way. Shout out to Ryan Cortez. Uh, he had this tweet. And I, I didn't catch this because I had the broadcast low because we were doing playback. But apparently Mike Breen said after the game, quote, a lot of Knicks fans leaving for the exits, the Heat could be the team no one wants to play, close quote. And I want to I want to leave people with this on this episode. Because of what you saw tonight, regardless of all the shit people have like talked about, dealt with with this team all season long, in terms of the teams that are outside of the top three, this is still the team you don't want to see that other Eastern conference teams are not going to want to see in the playoffs. They're just not going to because of the shit that Jimmy did tonight and because of the shit that Bam did tonight defensively. And because Tyler hero could erupt in the fourth quarter like that, this is still the team that people aren't going to want to play, but they have to be consistent to make people believe that they could be that team on a regular basis ultimately. But to me, there's still the team that you don't want to see in the playoffs. They just got to put it all together and they haven't yet dangerously looming yeah. good night. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.